Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. G&D, welcome back. You're listening to The Fan. Welcome to our Richmond audience. First time today. They'll be with us for the next three hours. We are taking you up to 6.30 tonight all over D.C. in the DMV on 106.7 The Fan. You've got opportunities today just by listening to the show to cash in, you can get tickets to go see pretty fun and entertaining program at Capital One Arena, the Impractical Jokers. First time that you can win right now. Caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. You're winning a pair of tickets. You'll see the Jokers Drive, Drive, Drive Tour Sunday, February 19th, Cap One Arena. Plus, you're going to be entered into a raffle for the grand prize, which is two meet and greet passes. Tickets are on sale now for tickets and more event information. Go to thefandc.com. Good luck to everybody calling, and make sure that you are around at 4 o'clock when we give away these tickets in one hour. If you don't win, that's coming up in just 60 minutes. But let's get to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app visiting BetQL.com today. Our buddy Will Brinson, CBS Sports, to help us spin around the NFL ahead of a weekend of playoff action. What's up, Will? How you been, bro? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hope all's good. We are yeah, ready for my friend. it, man. It's that time. I guess let's do some other stuff before the playoffs that's just go swirling around the league. What do you think of the commanders firing Scott Turner, and how much of a destination would they be to bring in a new OC, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think Scott Turner's a pretty good play caller. I, I think that – I think there's a, I think there's a pretty significant tie between – like, I mean, Doug Peterson got fired three years ago. Frank Wright got fired last year. And uh, or I guess this year, but you know, sort of because of the Carson Wentz thing, and now Scott Turner got fired. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, you can you can say what you want about the the Commanders' offense, but when when Carson Wentz, his last three stops, has gotten one of the top two people in charge offensively fired, I, you know, that's a little bit more than a coincidence for me. So, I tend to think that uh, you know, I'm probably not. I'm I'm not if I'm a, if I'm a head coach or an offensive coordinator I'm not really enthused if, if Carson Wentz is coming to my team with his next stop wherever that may be um, and I don't know I mean I think it's a you know I mean look you know, just like head coaching jobs there's only 32 of them it's fairly intriguing opportunity but you know Ron Rivera tends to be a little more conservative the the, the pieces are nice you know you have Dotson and McLaurin Samuel um, Gibson and, and Brian Robinson you know find a quarterback and it's a pretty intriguing option. Where's Derek Carr going to go, and sh- should people be in the trade market for him? I think that the commanders are a landing spot. 
Jack Del Rio, right? I mean, the old, old coach. Um, well, yeah, one twelve, one twelve. I guess one ten games with him. He got hurt. Broke his leg on Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve. I mean, uh, you know, no spot can be the Jets certainly, although they've been they've been heavily tied to Jimmy Garoppolo. The Panthers will be an option for him, uh, depending on what they want to do in the draft. Yeah, he's such a. I don't know if he's a. I think he's a high four quarterback. You know, his ceiling is probably capped a little bit, um, but he's he's dealt with a ton of different offensive coordinators, learned a bunch of systems, had success in very you know in in in, in Las Vegas and in in Oakland. I mean, you know, not various spots, but has has had success under multiple coaches. So I think he'll be coveted this all season. I don't think he's the guy that's going to you know change your franchise or you know send you you know, send you like rocketing towards a Super Bowl. But he's certainly a a pretty nice better option this off season. And I'd be really surprised if they could trade him, you know, his, his, uh, his guarantee comes due three days after the Super Bowl versus, you know, three days after the league year or three days before the league year starts. So that's a pretty short window to trade somebody. And if you trade, if you trade him, if you're, if you're Las Vegas and you trade him, let's say to Washington and you got the deal in place, but it's not official until the new league year starts. That's a long time to wait, knowing that if something happens, you would be on the hook for a ton of money. You know, not not not, not quite the same as like the Alex Smith deal that Washington pulled off a few years back. Well, Brentson, CBS Sports, with us here on Grant and Danny. We'll look ahead to the NFL playoffs with him uh, in a moment. How good is Carr? Um, can you hear me beeping when I unmute? That's a new feature. Since I updated, I'll stop doing it if it's happening. Um. Okay, never mind. Uh, I, I think he's a good player. I think he's a. I think he's a top fifteen quarterback, right? You think he's an above average quarterback? He's above uh, the late great Chris Wessling of NFL.com and NFL Media came up with the Dalton scale, which is basically like the premise is Andy Dalton is if you have Andy Dalton, you're in quarterback purgatory, and you know you are not you're not good enough to you know your quarterback's not good enough to be a franchise quarterback, but he's not bad enough to to, to sink your franchise and force you to go desperately scrambling for another quarterback. Because I think Derek Carr is above the, above the, the prime meridian of the Dalton scale, right? He is, he's, a, he's an above-average quarterback. You can win games with him. You give him enough weapons. You know, sort of in the same vein as the Kirk Cousins, um, where if, everything, you know, if, if things are perfect around him, he can be really successful. But if things fall apart, you can really see him, you can see him sort of deteriorate in terms of how he plays. One more quarterback question for you, and that's Lamar Jackson. We could be on day 39 of the Lamar Jackson watch, Panda Watch style for the Ravens. <laughs> How's this going to go down, do you think, this offseason? I saw um, uh, Ken Wyman at, at 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore was tweeting about it and just replying to somebody in the conversation and said he thinks Lamar gets traded by draft day, which Whoa. is crazy to suggest, right? I mean, and like, and I mean, I. I I think that's kind of interesting, but you guys know, I mean, look, you know, you know, you can hear all you want nationally, but you know, at the end of the day, especially with like a, you know, market like Baltimore, you know, I think, you know, those guys, you, you guys hear, you hear a lot more about your, your team when you're local. Right. And for him to sort of, and, and he didn't tweet that out as like a source thing. He just, that's just sort of his prediction. Yeah. It sort of makes me give a little more, um, you know, maybe belief that this, this uh, Lamar being the, the, the Lamar watch is, Maybe a little bit more about the contract, and, and maybe look. The PCL is a thing, right? Brady Quinn, I Brady Quinn on the podcast. He pointed out, you know, he he had, he had a sprained PCL, and you're just not the same. You don't move the same. You don't you don't play the same. It's hard to practice. It's hard to play. And Lamar's so you know, reliant on his legs that it makes it even more difficult for him to play with a sprained PCL or a, or a torn PCL. And if he goes out there and he, you know, 
and he plays with that, and he hurts himself more. He's going to cost you know, if he costs himself you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Who knows? And so, it, it, it's a tough situation. You know, you have to wonder if Baltimore looks at it and says, "Okay, we're in the playoffs with with like you know basically no Lamar for you know two months. Like, can we go out and get? Could we go out and get a Derek Carr and you know pay him a lot less and build up you know around around the team and win that way? You know, that's they you know they won their two Super Bowls kind of that way, right? So I don't think that's I don't think that's like out of control that they might consider doing that. Lamar's a special player, of course, um, but if he's hell bent on you know, breaking, the, setting some new kind of record for guaranteed money, and he just doesn't want to sign with the Ravens, then, you know, at some point you do have to consider cutting your losses, and maybe that's what they do this offseason. CBS Sports is Will Brinson with us here on G&D. Will, I'm going to skip to Monday's playoff game first. I, I have so much intrigue in this. I also have no I'm, – I'm terrible at predicting anyway, but I have no idea how this Dallas-Tampa Bay game is going to go. Because we just saw Dallas look so like they never met each other. They looked so terrible in that last week drubbing against uh, our lowly Washington team with nothing to play for. Tampa looks terrible for 55 minutes, then has these miraculous comebacks at times. I don't know who they are. I have no clue how that game is going to go. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, I have the Bucks kind of rolling them. I think. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not like maybe not rolling, rolling. But I mean, I can see Tampa Bay. You know, the last couple of weeks, Tom Brady and Mike Evans have sort of found that connection. They had that, uh, you know, that, the three touchdown game um, late in the year, and yeah, I, just I mean, only I'm only mentioning because it just, literally just happened. But I did the interview with Emmett Smith a few minutes ago, and um, he's like, he's just pointing out how you know, when, when when his Cowboys teams won the Super Bowl, they felt like they were peaking going into the postseason. You know, you're playing your best football, and you're in Dallas. Put all their starters out there week 18, and just completely laid an egg and i know that it doesn't you know didn't technically matter but i don't know you just sit everybody and say well we're gonna be a five seed we're not worried about it you go out there and do that it just makes you there's a complete lack of confidence of what they're gonna do and that prescott has been both sides of the coin for for both for both like everybody you know people love to have the is that the guy argument well he's proved both sides right multiple times over like every single game of his you know like last year i mean league interceptions but has these brilliant moments um you know they have spots where you're like oh it's a great play call you're really getting tony pollard involved and you know, he's so explosive and then you know you have moments like the final play last year's season where they run the quarterback draw but didn't you know didn't have the detail oriented approach to know how much time they would need. I just I can't like you tell me Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, the greatest quarterback, the greatest athlete of all time, the greatest NFL player of all time, is you know, like snuck in the playoffs with a losing record and now gets to host a a, a cow a really mistake prone Cowboys team that loves to get has a coach who loves to like get really conservative in the playoffs and sort of allow the other team to dictate what's going to happen. Give me the bucks all day in this one. He's Will Brinson. We're Grant and Danny. Who's a playoff team that you think is undervalued and one you think is overvalued? Well, I mean, undervalued. I mean, I, th- I, mean, I don't think that this team is like being like flying under the radar, uh, but I do think the Bengals at like eight to one to win the Super Bowl is a good bet. I got them at, I think 17 or 18 to one a few, like a few weeks or a few months ago. Joe Burrow is a stone cold killer, man. He he just he's you put him in these games that matter, and he just doesn't like he just doesn't flinch. Sort of, I mean, sort of Brady like in that sense. And um, you know, we've seen him in these just sort of elimination games or like division clinching games over the course of his career, and even go back to college, he just wins these things, and he 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 never looks phased. He 
you know, even if the offensive line isn't protecting him well, he still handles his business. He's got all his receivers back. They're all healthy. You know, the, the line is blocking better than it, you know, it has like earlier in the season. The defense is playing pretty good football. And I think Zach Taylor is kind of coming around a little bit as a head coach. So, to me, the Bengals, even though I know they're not like under the radar, I think their value, especially from a betting perspective, is pretty good. Uh, as far as overvalued, oh, let's see. Um, I don't want to see. Kind of want to say the Eagles. I mean, I don't. The Eagles and the Forty ers are really interesting because you know I thought Hurts was pretty good Week Eighteen. It's huge to see him come back and, and and you know play pretty pretty well. They've obviously got the talented roster to pull it off. San Francisco. I mean, I'm not going to bet against them because I think I got Cincy and San Fran as my Super Bowl picks. Like you know the re- you know, when you reset the playoffs, but. Yeah, they do have Brock Purdy at quarterback, and you, know, you can only hide. So you can only hide a you know a rookie quarterback. Like, like if San Francisco can win the Super Bowl without by like, hiding Brock, Brock Purdy and not asking him to go win a game, then they deserve that. They deserve everything they get, right? But at some point, you feel like you know even a rookie quarterback, even with that roster, with that run game, with that defense, is going to be asked to go win a game, and, and that's a big question for any rookie quarterback because. Look, Peyton Manning, nineteen to forty-two, his first playoff game. Um, Tom Brady's first playoff game was a tough rule. It wasn't, you know, wasn't this superb, you know, tough, tough conditions and all that. But I mean, not many of these, you know, early starter slash rookie quarterbacks have these just incredible performances early on in their playoff career. It's a different style of football. It's a different level of pressure. And so I do wonder about that a little bit with San Francisco with their odds and how they're the favorite to get out of the NFC. Well, I'm excited about watching Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert sling the rock. I don't know how to view their end of seasons, though. I thought the Chargers had gotten right, and then that Denver game happened, and Brandon Staley's up there like, everybody always plays their starters no matter what. And then, like, five teams didn't, and he sort of looked kind of cartoonish. And he doesn't do it in the preseason at all, either, yeah. which is weird. You know, like, so I, I, I'm, I'm probably overrating that last game, but still, Jaguars were hot down the stretch, but they beat, like, you and me. Like, I, I don't really know how to view that game either. So I, didn't, I don't think I realized this until we did our Picks podcast today. You can check it out, um, youtube.com slash Pick 6 or wherever you get your – or Pick 6 pod, excuse me, and then wherever you get your um, your podcast, Pick 6 podcast. But the um, the only playoff caliber team that the Chargers beat all year was the Dolphins. And they had a healthy two of it, decided not to – so they let him throw all over the place. And that was when they started their little swoon on that, on that road trip um, instead of just pounding the football against a terrible run defense. And then you factor in, yeah, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence looked like, just looked terrible against the Titans in week 18. They, you know, they stole the game anyway, but you know, he wasn't very impressive. I sort of wonder, is it, you know, is it possible that that was his playoff debut? Because that was basically a playoff game. You know, you're at home, you know, the crowd's raucous, everything's on the line, win or go home, division title on the line. You know, everybody knew how much that game meant. You know, the Titans came to play because they're the Titans and they just won't die, even if everybody's injured. And Lawrence didn't, like, look great. But, if, you know, if we do treat that as his playoff game, and as R.J. White pointed out, maybe, you know, it's possible that Doug Peterson says, all right, like, you know, we, we didn't, you know, we thought you'd be, you know, we played these big games before, we thought you'd be prepared. Like, let's see, what can we do to make Trevor more comfortable? What can we do to, you know, to, 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 to facilitate our offense so that way, you know, we're not, we're not asking him to do everything. And then let's not forget that the, Jags stomped the Chargers in week three, 38 to 10. And you go back and look at it, and it was like, I think, uh, uh, 30 carries for 100 and 
like 155 yards or something like that between James Robinson and Travis Etienne. I expect Etienne to get a ton of carries. Not a ton of carries. I think I do have a ton of rush yards. I, I love the over on his rush yards prop, 76 and a half, I think. I mean, he, this is a guy that's going to pop off big runs against a terrible run defense. And I think Lawrence will be a lot more relaxed for this game, you know, second playoff game, so to speak. I like the Jaguars to win this one outright. Well, Brinson, CBS Sports is where you can catch him. Great info, as always. Will, love having you on. Love talking ball, buddy. Appreciate you. Hey, anytime, boys. Talk to you soon. See you, Be bro. good, man. So I asked Will this question. I want to ask you the question, Danny, and give you my own thoughts. Team in the playoffs that you think is being over-talked about is getting a little bit too much hype right now. This is probably the harder of the two. San Francisco. They're, they're Now, I like them. I think they're going to the NFC title game. So, you know. Maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but people are acting as if they are, this is a done deal. They're in the Super Bowl. Put it in Sharpie. The defense is excellent. They got all the weapons. They're missing some people. They're on their third quarterback. You don't have a lot of precedent for that working out for, for franchises. So people have kind of just sort of assumed that they're going to the end and they get to the final boss level and that's that. I think they beat Seattle. I still think they make a lot of noise this postseason, but... How much precedent is there for a third-string quarterback in his rookie year just marching through the postseason like it's no problem? I'm going to go Buffalo. As you said, there's not a great answer. My only reason in saying the Bills is I haven't loved how they've played the last couple of weeks. And I know they won by 12 against the Patriots, 35-23. But if you watch that game, they got two kick return touchdowns. Josh Allen threw a bad red zone interception again. He's been turning the ball over a bunch. Remember, they didn't have a game, in in theory, I guess, against the Bengals. They played a few minutes in a game that got canceled for obvious reasons now. Uh, before that, they blew out the Bears. But it, it was the week before that that the Dolphins had them tied going into the final seconds, right? It just hasn't quite been the A version of the Bills in December that you were anticipating. And they're going to roll the Dolphins. I get that. But at some point, you're playing Cincinnati. That's a really, really good team. At some point, you're playing Kansas City. That's a really, really good team. And I think we're all kind of expecting that they'll be the last team standing in the AFC at this point. And I just I wish they came in, for them, playing a little bit better and offensively with Josh Allen protecting the ball a little more than he has. Uh, flip side of the coin, the team that is not getting enough chatter that you could see far exceeding expectations. Minnesota. People think they stink. They're 13-4, and four and people are basically saying this group stinks because of the, the the losses that they've experienced are some of the most jaw-dropping, what the hell is going on, have you guys ever put on uniforms before? And it's influenced how everybody thinks about them. They are, again, that's a 13-4 and four team that went on the road and beat Buffalo. Now, it took maybe the greatest catch I've ever seen by Justin Jefferson on a fourth and a million to do that, but the point is they're counterpunching with the Bills. They've got a chance to win a first-round game against uh, the Giants. And once you got a win under your belt, to me, now you're uh, sort of all bets are off, right? Everything's rolling. You've got enough offensive pieces to be able to do stuff. I think they can rush the passer okay. Now watch them lose in the first round, of course, because I said this. But everyone's basically counting on them. like It's it's like a 6-11 and 11 team made the postseason because of a weird tiebreaker. They're 13-4, and four, but their four losses are so bad that they've ruined everyone's eye line. I get where you're coming from. I also think that that three-point line this weekend is fair. I think it's going to be a real tight game with the Giants because for everything that you just said, that defense is abysmal. The only game all year where Brian Dable allowed and frankly asked 
Daniel Jones to drop back and throw the football was against the Vikings. And not only did he do it, but he did it well. They just don't stop anybody, and they can't defend the pass. The second half of the season, you could have thrown for 295 yards against them. That would be the concern for me if I'm a Vikings fan. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I know they're a one seed. Don't you get the sense no one's talking about them right now, kind of? Because everyone's buzzing about San Francisco. <clears throat> that is is number one reason why. I'd also say they'd lost two straight games before their final game. Remember, Jalen Hurts was out. He came back. They weren't nearly as good in that final game as they were before his injury. Uh, they were trying, and the Giants hung with them, which was, I thought, impressive in the final weekend when the number one seed was on the line. But they have a, a bye week this week. Then they're going to play probably a – if the Giants beat Minnesota, they would play the Giants. Yep. But let's say that it's chalk and the Vikings win. They play the Bucs. Either the Bucks or the Cowboys. They're going to beat the Bucs yep. or Dallas, in my opinion. So you're talking about just kind of you wake up, you handle your business once you're in the NFC Championship game. in the conference game. title game. I think people are sleeping a little bit on the Eagles because now you're four quarters away from being in the Super Bowl. He's Danny. I'm Grant. You're listening to The Fan. There is some Commander's news today. Got some notes on their coaching staff, some rumblings around the NFL on what could be happening with uh, members of that staff. So we'll get into that next. We've got our double play coming up at 345. You want to hear that one? Uh, we had something pretty entertaining happen in studio today when three capitals came in. That was really awkward. And I've never seen anyone more embarrassed than Ryan was. And we'll get to that in our double play today. That's on Grant and Danny in 25 minutes. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, 